It was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide Eating shit G'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 39 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor well, ladies and gents, today's guest, I always start with ladies and gents too. I might have to mix that up because I'm constantly, you know, referring to the, <laughs> the general bodyboarding public as, as ladies and gentlemen, but I reckon we're all kind of um, core kind of, you know, boog lords ourselves and boog yeah, queen. bugs, bro. Like, yeah, bugs. But yeah, back to your intro, Dave, and I'll, I'll get it straight off, the, um, straight off my chest. I'm speaking with Dave Goodrich, co-owner of Alternative Surf down at Seal Beach in California, an absolute legend of the games, been a local around the Orange County area for years. Prof's bodyboarding is, um, you know, trying to bring back the local um, – what's going on in the background there, Dave? Dude, I've got dogs, man. My dog just went, hold on, one up. <laughs> yeah, all good, bro, all good. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is good on the recording. Maybe you cut it out. Hey. No, nah, no, nah, it's sweet. I, this is comical. I'm into it. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm in my I'm in my mother in law's like out by Palm Springs. Nobody knows anybody knows where that's at. It's a uh desert desert. Yeah, that's where Kalani Rob's new wave, new uh artificial wave is being made out here. So yeah, sorry that's about the dogs, bro. That dude, don't be silly. So that's that's west of Seal Beach? Oh yeah, it's uh, east, super, sorry, east. it's actually it would be northeast of Seal northeast, Beach. Northeast, yeah. About uh, I'd say about two, two hours inland. So a couple of the guys are, like, they're they're putting a, they're putting a test, uh, they're putting a test wave tank, in out here. Hopefully, it's going to be like a wedge. Kind of heard that's what's going on. So. Epic. Yeah, so it's been mixed up from just like a normal running train kind of um, scenario, much like the wave uh, pool that Slater owns, and yeah, then more so the kind of like Texas. I think the guy who was kind of the first investor with Shane Magnuson, and if you heard of that guy, he's from. Not. Uh, he he helped make uh, Waco. He was kind of the first the Waco Texas, Epic, and then he yeah. he left the Waco Texas thing. And he's, I think, I mean, don't quote me. I don't, a lot of the stuff might be hearsay, but uh, I think that he's part of that new thing that's happening out here about two, two to three hours inland from the beach. So, yeah, perfect. That's that's kind of where I'm at. That's epic, man. Well, that's epic. And that wave pool, I hope it does cater for bodyboarders because it's good to hear that they're taking people from various projects prior, learning from the design faults and then moving forward. Because, you know, you look at a lot of wave pools that have been developed around the world. There's some amazing ones. And, you know, and I know it's like anything. You look at a, an iPhone or a Samsung or a car, like, you know, every every year they're getting newer and newer and the, and the technology is getting more fantastic. But, you know, you would hope that they're learning from those mistakes of old wave pools. Like you look at Kelly's, for example, I know we use it a lot as an example because it's um it was one of the first it was rev- revolutionary in the, in you know surfing and bodyboarding and water sports in general but it's just too slow it's just as in slow yeah, as in waves that's, that's, not even a boogie, that's really not even a boogie wave i mean it's it's sick to get like a you know a shack but like you know, when me and you think about boogie waves you're not thinking about you know something you have to pump 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 you know it's uh 
Yeah, Waco is though, bro. Waco, when they put the settings on at Waco, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the Tanner edit and uh, oh yeah, it. that's amazing, you man. Know, you look we back went on there. That. We went there with some of the SEAL crew in 2021, and we were just we only got we only could afford the wedge some of the wedge settings for like an hour or two at a time because you got to pay thousands of dollars, you know. Um, but dude, we were yeah, bro. It's it's like a it's a full on wedge, you know, not big, 100%. three foot, four foot, but like enough to make it worth bodyboarding, you know. Oh, for sure, man. Even look at um Ayaka Suzuki and some of the inverts oh, yeah, and their there, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, she man. And you know, back to your point prior about with Texas and Kelly Slater's wave pull against um Waco, totally valid. Because when you hear the comments back from say Vicky and Jay Real after both their trips there, and they've been invited to serve at Kelly Slater's, which is such an honor, but at the same time, not a bodyboarding wave. And then they go out to Waco, Texas. And, you know, you, you you hear the feedback straight away. You can't compare. Texas is tailor-made. Oh, yeah, it's way bodyboarding. more bodyboarding, you know. I mean, it's I mean it's sick to – I mean, it honestly, you can probably get, like, the barrel of your life in te- uh, in Kelly Sl- in Lemore, Kelly Slater's wave. But, like, as far as what you typically think about why we all bodyboard, like, that's – you know, it's not I, – I don't even know. I mean, the cost they probably paid to be invited, you know. The Kelly Slater's pool is – I mean – just the normal nine to five, you know, guy who empties garbage or, or rubbish for a living. There's no way he'll, even with the invite, it's uh 10, 15 grand a head, dude. Like it's. Uh, That's dang. insane, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, I understand it's prestige, you know, Kelly Slater, 11 time world champion, obviously transcended most generations in regards to longevity in any sort of sport. But like to say that, a session or an amount of time is going to cost you an exorbitant amount of money like that. And just hop in the fucking ocean, eh? Just use that yeah. 15 grand and go around to three or four different countries over months at a time and score endless waves, yeah, you know? I mean, 100%. It's just like, you know, like Waco, you can pull it off for, if you get a group of guys, you can pull off a private session. I mean, this is, again, don't quote me. I want to get whatever. I'm sure there's going to be, stick my foot in my mouth 10 times over this podcast. I do it every party, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, bro. So if people want to get, if you want to get, if you want to trip on me, call 1-800. I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) Or DM me. We can talk about it later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I think Waco, you can pull it off with like, you can actually get the wedge setting with, you know, eight guys for, you know, two grand. So it's like, it's like looking like you're getting a snowboarding, like you go on the mountain and you're going snowboarding, you know, like, Oh, okay. From what I've heard from Kelly's shit, I mean, if the corporate stuff is, you know, 20, $30,000 a day and they only run a wave. I don't even know what, I don't even know what it is, but the way it was every six or seven minutes, man, that that's how long you had to wait for a wave. Yeah. The wave ratio is like, so you're sitting there waiting for, Yeah. I mean, like for long instance, time. we had when we had the super wedge, like the like the rebound, because there's like seven settings in Waco, right? And probably the best setting is the one that you see Tanner boosting off of, and all in Ayaka and Mac and all those guys. That one is a wave, I think, every two minutes or every minute and a half. It's so amazing. You, you go to this other place and you're paying, you know, who knows how much money, 
and you're getting a wave every 10 minutes, you know, seven to eight minutes. And then if somebody blows it, you're like, oh, shit. You're 10 more oh, minutes. Oh, man. Imagine falling off at the start and missing that, like, long barrel section through the oh, middle yeah, of, the, like, drop me and I'd try to do two pumps, and I'd try to do, like, a hack, and they'd be like, oh, what are you doing, bro? You just ruined the wave. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then you don't want to think about it like that either because it is such a long wave. You want to maximize it, but you don't want to hold back at the same time. Bloody, yeah. bloody, bloody wave balls. But you are right. It is suited more to surfing. So let's let's move on from that, Dave. I want to hear more about your bodyboarding story, man, and, and where you've come from because obviously, you know, straight away from our conversation in the first couple of minutes, you're passionate, you're into it, you know your stuff. Where did it all start for you in bodyboarding? Um, I started – in the heyday of bodyboarding, like the hey, heyday, like for at least for Americans, it was uh, late 90s. Um, I'm 43, so I'm up there a bit. I still try to keep up with the young kids. Um, so I started in the mid to late 90s. This is when, you know, Alita was around and kind of our big guys were like, uh, in California at least, were you know, my idol I, like, kind of surf with all the time was Chad Barba, um, JJ Ayala, um, and the guy who I completely idolized and only surfed with a few times is Paul Roach. Mm, um, don't we all? Yeah. Let's see who else kind of in that scene. JJ, Robbie Crawford was one of the guys. And so you I – know, I can like, just to stop you there real quick, Dave. Uh, Speaking about JJ, I was lucky enough in my very infant years in bodyboarding with small-time sponsorships. Toys were were, were kind yeah, enough to toys. help yeah. me out with boys. I remember being on the team with JJ for a couple of years. Never got to meet him, but was just so in awe of him and and um, his 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 efforts on on the boog. Man, he was a, he was like a special guy. What was it like surfing with him? Uh, it was sick, bro. Like, and the I mean. My first time meeting him, I think, was at a pretty fun. We saw it when when the wedge was blackballed, we would all go to Huntington and like I don't know if you know anything about Huntington Beach. So back in the day, it used to be blackballed there, so it was like a, a drop knee paradise. It would be a reform, and in the summer there was no stand ups. And my first time meeting him, we were just drop knee, and I was a young I was a young kid. I was you know fourteen, fifteen. And then obviously I, I graduated to the wedge and, you know, and then seeing him at the wedge, like the shit he would do on backside at the wedge, like he would get up absolute bombs, bro. And he inspired, bro, like he would give on backside siders that are like four or five foot that are siding into like 20 foot absolute bombs, dude, you know, and he was, he was one of those guys, you know, like, okay, is JJ out? Like, you know, so he... He definitely inspired a lot of us, dude. I used to hang out. He lived in an apartment, I think, in downtown Huntington. I used to go hang out there as a kid, and it was him, JJ. It was no, it was JJ, Robbie Crawford lived together, and then Barba. You know Chad Barba. Yep. Chad Barba lived in the same spot, and we, I used to go skateboard there and hang out. And nah, but watching JJ at the wedge was like. Bro, that was mind blowing. You know, that was that was the heyday of boogieing in in the United States and boogieing in California. You know, because there was just such a thick click and crew at the wedge, and then where I'm from, Seal, and there was just this camaraderie of like guys pushing the limits. It was it was sick, bro. 
That's epic. So that's what you grew up in. You grew up in that peak of the of the nineties. Um, everything was fizzing. You've got no friends, tension. You've got oh, super yeah, world tours. You've got yeah. just probably some of the highest level of bodyboarding to date, really. Even now, um, well into the two thousands, you know, a lot of people still speak of those those. I use this term a lot, but dizzying heights of like the the late nineties, early two thousands, and that peak during that time. Did you just think bodyboarding was going to continue to skyrocket and get bigger and bigger? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I thought, I mean, the way that the progression was and the way, I mean, this is pre-social media, but, you know, I mean, Bodyboarding Magazine was at every Ralph's, every grocery store, every every spot. It was right next to Surfer. And then sometimes you walk in these places and then the Bodyboarding Magazine would be sold out, you know, and then Surfer would still be on the stand. So, at that height, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, even through the mid two thousands, like there, you know, body burning was knocking at the door of popularity in California, you know, and just from my perspective in the United States, you know, and, uh, you, you know, you know, the rumors of surfing kind of sabotaging, um, bodyboarding because, uh, it was taken away from their equity, I guess. You know, I, I do, man. I remember the article in Tracks magazine. Um, I know it's mentioned in Holding On, the movie um, from the local Shark Island crew here, but it was um, Sarge, I believe, who um, wrote the article. I don't know his full name, but that, that was his name he signed off on the article for. And, um, yeah, just pretty much essentially – try to create a coup within within the surfing industry in you know encapsulating bodyboarding and making sure that everyone who was supporting bodyboarding would turn against them and pretty much put their middle finger up towards them as they walked away from them and left um, bodyboarding to wither and die in the corner and I mean it hasn't withered and died totally but we've definitely had a couple of limbs cut off we, we've lost a bit of blood oh, yeah I, mean, uh, it's, I, I think I mean. that the real people now are kind of the real people that are really truly into it you know me you your uh, editor Elliot or you know who these people that are really down to commit to it we're the ones that are kind of you know like putting the middle finger up and saying no no we're gonna keep this shit going you know so yeah definitely especially for yourself too man like you know having a shop front and acquiring that in um early 2021 and during COVID what was the mindset of of um you and your business partner Matt going into that and and saying like we're going to buy this bodyboarding store. We want to spruik this, spruik that. What was the what was the mindset going in? Well, I mean, this is going to go deeper than bodyboarding, but um, I I shopped at Alternative Surf uh, since the inception. I hung out there. I used to get my you know free shop flow, you know, and be the like little kind of guy who represented them. And then I watched the shop kind of go down. And in 2021, my daughter was, um, she passed away and like tragically she was murdered. And, um, like I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. And, um, I'm so, so sorry to hear that Dave. Uh, that is, I, I did not know that mate. Yeah. My daughter was murdered in 20, the middle of 2021, right after my birthday. Uh, she went to a movie theater. And never came home. It was uh, infamous here in the United States. Apparently, it was around the world. Um, but, you know, I don't want to go, you know, really a lot into that. Um, For sure. No, please, please, just, yeah. 
Just do whatever so they do, was, man. You know, so like uh, the guy, the previous owner. So I'm the fourth. I think I'm the fourth owner of Alternative Surf. And you know the the previous owner when you know Ryan, a good kid, he had kind of he got a firefighter job and he kind of like backed away and kind of let the business go a bit. And then COVID hit, and you know you I can just tell he wasn't into it. And then pre-COVID. He kind of knew me from Southside, and he and he wanted the shop to go into a guy like a Seal Beach Southside loyal bodyboarder, you know. So he he didn't want it to go to somebody from out of town because it's such a town oriented brand. Um, and we had talked pre my daughter's you know tra- tra- tragedy, and um, he uh, offered me the job then, offered me the not the job, sorry, the the company and the shop. And, um, then I drove by randomly, just sad, you know, like just being depressed and grieving. And I saw the shop was closed like randomly. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, no, no. We ain't letting this shit close. This has been here since 1995, you know? Yeah. And That's so a long time that, for a shop too in this day and age. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, it's been there and especially in the United States, a bodyboard shop, a boogie board shop. So I immediately called him and I was like, dude, what's up? And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I didn't really want to bother you, you know, because, you know, he was at Riley's paddle out and all this stuff. He was a good little buddy, you know, a good friend. And uh, he goes, I didn't really want to bother you with all the stuff you're going through with your daughter. And I was like, well, all right, bro, we're not closing the shop. Make me, a, you know, I'll make you a fucking offer. Um, so, you know, that was Christmas. Of, they were clo- They were pretty much closed, I think, for about a year just kind of shining it on um, a year, a year and a half. I mean, they kept it open, but, it, you know, he wasn't progressively working on the brand or whatever. And, uh, you know, this thing came up and I called my boy, Matt. He was an old customer. He's a seal beach head. And I was like, Hey, you want to buy the shop that we used to shop at when we were 12? And he's like, what? So, yeah, man, we uh, negotiated, you know, we hammered back and forth with Ryan's mom and, and uh, Ryan was the previous owner and um, yeah, man, we, we got the shop and it was a fucking huge task, bro. That place was, so we gutted it out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, the shop now is kind of has like that Zephyr vibe. Like, I don't know if you know Zephyr skateboards. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Lords of Dog Yeah, so the shop now is kind of like, yeah, we 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 knocked out walls, put flooring in, like we completely. When the people, when I we did the grand opening, basically people walked in, they were like, um, "This is an alternative surf." Like, you know, that's the kind of um, transformation that we 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 put in the place. I mean, shit, we put fifty k just knocking shit out, putting flooring in, you know. Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely like fifty k US. What's up? Oh, obviously that's fifty k US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's big money. No, I put big money just knocking shit out, putting floors in. It was a, I mean, for an example, there was a when I walked in there, there was a poster on the back wall. No lie, dude. That was from. Okay, this is twenty twenty one, right? There's a poster on the back wall that was there since 1999. 
Wow. And who was it? Or what was it? Oh, it was, a, I know the kid. It was Jane. It was Beans. It was, a, it was a Madrid. I don't, know, I don't know if you know what Beans is. Beans is a shredder from San Clemente out here. And uh, it was him when he was like 12. Now he's like 38 <laughs> or something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So and where was, was he uh, surfing? Where was he booging? Sorry. Uh, he still shreds on the book. Um, he was, the poster was, uh, I think I'm at the wedge or something. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, that obviously shows the heritage of the place and, and how, you know, cemented alternative surf is in the culture oh, there sure. around for Seal for Beach. Sure. And, you know, I was only looking at the geographical location of your shop and where Seal Beach is. And, you know, it really does seem to be like cordoned off by those large, um break walls but then also a lot of internal river systems and stuff that 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 come off the ocean do you guys feel a little bit more um segmented there and you've got that national wildlife refuge next year's there like do you feel more like a little zone by itself rather than like larger california yeah well so seals kind of the bridge like for people that aren't from there seals the bridge from basically like la county to orange county and um Seal is like if you the way the ge- geographical thing is is there's South Bay LA County so it curves around and we have these two long jetties we have the the long jetty that's kind of blocking for Long Beach and then we have another yep. jetty on the other side that's basically the river mouth for that goes all the way up to our local mountains so we get a river mouth that's on on the left side of us, on the north side, or on the south side of us, that literally dumps um, 80 miles up a mountain, and we get all the feed from that. And then on the right side, the longer jetty blocks off the, you know, helps kind of block off some of the Long Beach port. Um, yeah, and so the runner for those mountains, is that from Big Bear and from... That's, that's, um, yeah, that's crazy. You know, that has Big Bear, San Bernardino, um, Lake Arrowhead, um, oh man, I love my skiing and my snowboarding. Like, and you guys in America have some of the oh, best yeah, mountains can, going around. You can kill it, bro. You can you can get my buddy Dennis. Just I think this winter he scored seal. I have so many friends have done this. He like literally scored rampy wedges four to six foot in the morning, and then four hours later got some lunch, whatever, had some beers, and then was we're snowboarding bear that afternoon so and dude i've heard this year you guys have had a fucked up season man i think at mammoth they recorded 17 meters of annual snowfall it's like the biggest they've ever had bro there's there were people in big bear that were stuck there they couldn't bring groceries up for like two weeks bro and there were people what like doing i don't know bro eating their dogs <laughs> Eating bears, like going on the hunt. There was one, like, the helicopter would fly up, and any so it, one thing you gotta know about America is we make we make something that's not really that big of a deal. We make it ten times worse, right? But this was <laughs> this was legit, bro. It was like there were people like writing their name in the snow. Help us, <laughs> <laughs> man! Yeah. Like I. Yeah, dude. Like I, 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 as I said, I'm I'm into the snow sports massively, and I follow all those um, resorts on Instagram. And so many times over our summer here, where we had a pretty indifferent summer, like we had a pretty uh, rainy start to a humid start here in Sydney, and then we had a couple of good hot days towards the end. It kind of redeemed itself. But every time I check Instagram, I look over 
their, their their pages and like oh we've just been shut for three days to try and clear out three meters of snow that fell in the village over the last 48 no, hours we had and three and weeks where people couldn't get in and like people like that rented we had three weeks close to weeks that people rented cabins so you know when you rent a cabin you rent your spot and then you get like yourself three or four days of food they were fucking yeah. stuck bro like they were literally like uh i can't come home from the mountain now i'm snowed in you know the, just be rationing rationing food well obviously man one crack <laughs> of <each>, bro <laughs> yeah bro one frankfurt don't even eat hot, that whole hot dog bro you gotta be quartering that up what the eat fuck are you doing one, one cheeto fool like that's it that's <laughs> <laughs> um man and so obviously all the snowstorms we've Obviously, digress from body body. But coming back, you would have had some cracker storms hit. Oh, um, bro, we got seal this year. Like, bro, from we had a month straight of. I think it, it started on Christmas Eve, and we were all bummed because usually our season starts at Southside and Seal. Uh, you know, usually around Thanksgiving we'll get like, and it was flat, 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 flat. And then Christmas Eve, we got the first little nugget, and everybody was just like, holy shit. It was like four to six foot, and everybody was DMing photos and blah, blah, blah. And then from Christmas Eve on until the mid, until honestly, until Evan, literally, Evan got the last of the big, Evan took it with him, bro. It was January, fuck, I don't know, I don't, don't quote me. I think it was like January 18th. So we had about three weeks of just, I mean, bro. People were coming from out of town going, dude, is Seal always like this? And I'm just like, no, like you came here. I mean, Kelly Slater rolled into town, homie. Like, no, he did not. Yeah, he did, bro. Literally. So I, I come, bro. Kelly Slater's never served Seal, right? Ever. Right. So yeah. I know this, this guy named Chad Wells. He was the VP of Quicksilver, uh, Quicksilver United States. And uh, he lives, whatever. And he, you know, obviously has a good relationship still with Kelly because he left Quicksilver. And I think it was, we have some clips of Evan and Scotty and some of the boys. Um, I think it was like the, I'd say the 7th or the 8th, fucking like four days straight pumping. But this day was magical, bro. It was the same time that that the, that Craig put out his edit of him and Tanner doing their clips and shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And God, they just like I, I see <laughs> I have so many funny videos that I can't post. So I'm like skateboarding back up to the shop with my wetsuit on, and everyone on the beach is like, dude, Kelly's here, Kelly's here. I'm like, no way, bro. It's rad, you know. Get back to the shop, sit there, three more dudes. Dude, did you hear? I'm all yeah, bro. Kelly Slater surfed here. Sick. Go to the juice <laughs> shop. Go to the juice shop. Dude, did you hear? Look. And then I start getting my phone starts flooding with all my local photog buddies. And they're like, oh, dude. It was pretty sick, though. My buddy Ed got a – he got a shot from Kelly, and he got it on the local uh, in-flight, local uh, surf shop. He got the cover. They spread the whole window, and they paid him good, which was – I was stoked. So he got a – yeah, Kelly's never served SEAL, and he came down. And rumor is, bro – he was getting scraps, so. That's epic. Well, that's how it should be. If it's a bodyboarding haven, you haven't surfed there before, it doesn't matter if you've got 11 world titles um, behind your name. You know, it's like you come in, man, you're back at the pecking order when the boys are in town. And that's so cool to hear that it was it was three weeks straight, you know. And 
obviously, man, like I, I um, don't want to go too too deep and dark too early, but when you mentioned Evan, it, it really um, hit a chord because I was speaking with Tanner and, and Craig about a month ago, um, maybe six weeks ago now, actually. It was, it was obviously more prevalent at the time and um, it was quite fresh with the community, but how's it been um, as the months have drifted on uh, without Evan there at Seal Beach and, and like how has the community handled the situation? Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a little long rant here, but um, about Evan serving Seal, Evan, I'll talk about like his, literally he can't, that was only his third time serving Seal and probably one of the biggest days of the year, unruly, not really good Seal. And we talked that morning and he parked uh, behind the shop because it was so crowded. And he's like, hey, goody, can I park in the shop? I'm like, fuck yeah, we're like three weeks from three blocks from the beach, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at you right now on Google Earth. And it's like, man, I can't believe that he couldn't get a parking spot. That's crazy. No, that's, how, that's how insane. Seal used to be kind of underground back in the day. He used to be until, you know, social media blew it up even 10 years ago. But this day at Seal... Um, Evan had surfed the week before and just kind of blew up. And um, we were kind of finishing a project that uh, Dom, my team manager, and we were just really stoked because Evan had only served SEAL twice. And Evan was kind of going to be the muse of um, of our alternative surf project. You know, he was that guy, bro. You know, he was uh, – and uh, he came there and just – dude, he – it was unreal to watch him. I was I was walking up and down the beach. I'm, I'm talking about there's a thousand people, two thousand people on the beach, and people on the beach would go whoa, and they're like, "Who is that?" And I'd see like sixteen photographers, and I was like, "Oh, that's my boy Evan." You know, third time surfing seal. That's the kind yeah, of, I just had that connection, had that talent. understanding. That's the kind of talent he was, bro. Like it was just, you know. Um, but yeah, going on that, that was uh, him first time serving seal. And then we had, um, I think it, you know, we're going on two or three weeks ago now. Uh, we had us paddle out. Uh, it was a rainy day. It was, you know, it was, we were like me and his mom. Uh, we were kind of worried that it was just people wouldn't show up. Cause it's kind of rainy. We got a lot of rain in California and snow as we talked about. And, um, you know, we got we got a three, three or four tents out there. You know, passed out stickers and shirts, and um, yeah, man, we had like a turnout of probably a thousand people, and it was just, it was beautiful, man. It was, uh, you know, it was a spiritual thing. To we were at his home base, man, Salt Creek. I don't know if you heard of Salt Creek. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man, definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a good little. It's kind of like a, a punchy beach beach breaky kind of. You know, but he wanted – that's where Ian, his twin brother, you know, all of us wanted it. Like, that's that's his home break. And, unfortunately, he passed away there. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was spiritual, man. It was, you know, it was – you know, he – what Evan wanted, man, honestly, what Evan really, really wanted, what we always talked about – sorry, I just burped. Had a beer. Yeah, man, happy days. I'm, I'm three days deep anyway, so please, don't, Let's go. don't hold it in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to get one in a second. Um, but what Evan, what Evan would like talk to me a lot about, you know, when I was grieving with my daughter and stuff, and I became really, really close with him over the last, you know, two years. And when Evan would kind of divert my attention 
away from me grieving for my daughter, we would talk about how can we build like the bodyboarding community in California. Cause he was such a talent. And so he was such a standout. We would, that's what we would talk about. And then, you know, sitting there and watching all these people, every character from bodyboarding come out, um, you know, a thousand plus for this kid's paddle out. And, you know, it sucks. It had to be that way. But I mean, if he's looking down on us, like, it's like, you know, he saw that he literally brought all these people together. And that, that was what we talked about, which I I've sat there and lost sleep over it. Like, man, that's a trip, you know, as in for someone so young and for someone to be, only with us so briefly in, in regards to, um, you know, the length of bodyboarding and, and how often you, you have people in your life or did, did he leave uh, an outstanding legacy that will never be forgotten? Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, his legacy is unreal, dude. Like, um, like speaking, like um, not bodyboarding, like speaking about his personality and how far ahead as a, you know, 20, 21 year old kid, like he was beyond all the fraudulent social media, TikTok bullshit, all that stuff. Like, dude, beyond all that, you know, he was he was ahead of the game in that, and um, a beautiful soul, dude. Like, if people really knew him, like, at for him, he was just he was deep, man. He was a loving kid, and he was passionate, and he was he had no fear, dude, and he had a lot of love, so. He's definitely missed, dude. Definitely missed a lot. His bodyboarding, though? I mean, let me get at that. When I brought him, uh, shit, I think this was, you know, mid-2021 or 20, I don't even, I, the date's probably getting wrong. Um, I've known him and his and his twin brother, jeez, uh, since they were like 15 or 16. And then I just see clips of Evan and you know no sponsor you know whatever and i just see him doing like the his aggressiveness and dude he would go into a lineup bro and command it like he was respectful but he would command it and that's what when i brought him on board like he hadn't gotten that shot yet and like he just keep command and respect bro you know as in just with his presence or his um his body language or his words, like what was one of the main yeah, things? Yeah, no, his body about? language, his presence, his um, like if he was gonna go on a wave, like just if he was gonna go on a wave, he wouldn't burn people. I, you know, I don't know particularly. I'm sure somebody will say, yeah, he did. Um, but like his presence, and I mean, so he, here's the story: how like when I decided to sponsor him, I think it was you know like two years, a year and a half ago now, um. I had known him forever, watched him progress, and I went out to Salt Creek, his home spot, and like I was, I jumped out, and I love drop kneeing the right at Gravels. That's where Roach used to some of my boys. So he's known me there forever, right? So I was like, I acquired the brand. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, I need a South County. So the South County, they're about 30 miles south of us in Seal Beach. So I wanted to bring on somebody to represent the south of Orange County. And I'm paddling out to Creek, right? I'm sitting there suiting up, stretching, like kind of pumping gravels. It's this right that goes into a left. And this surfer tries to burn him, bro. And he's like, he's getting the reform, kind of high, high lining it, pumping it. 
and he just barks at him like bah, 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 get the fuck get it and i was like all right i like that like goes does this bank revo with this 10 foot spray and then comes down after the bank revo does a pocket spin and he knows that we already talked about sponsorship like me and him were like already chatting about it and then he flips me off in this giant closeout <laughs> I, was like, I was like this dude is a fucking gangster bro all on one wave he did all that and then the next weekend he came to the shop and i just laced him up you know so how uh, old was evan when he passed Dave? uh 21 yeah that a baby is man he's a baby tragic man because what you were, you were just speaking about then and the qualities he was exuding at such a young age it just shows to me that there could have been so much more to come from the young man and at 21 you know looking back over some of the footage that you've posted on your instagram in regards to his last couple of years on the bodyboard like man big inverts clean revs powerful surfing um also you know i've heard you mention before and it's very true he is um easily uh easily projected when it comes to an image for a brand because he's got that surfing boy look he's got that nice personality he's got the confidence but then he's got the skill to back it up and and i I didn't know him per se i'm I'm only speaking of um you know everyone's opinion of him but what i could tell from the the footage and the the amount of tributes that flooded in during um his unfortunate death it it just shows you know the kind of person he was and and the mark he'd already made on the bodyboarding community at 21 the standard yeah and he was uh i mean to go into like the the progression like what what kind of happened to him you know when we brought him on board like uh we had been talking for you know i've known him for a long time but when i got the shop i had just been going back and forth and back and forth and you know and then lead up to it and i was like hey dude i surfed a creek i love you bro like come into the shop let's do our thing i'm gonna lace you up you're gonna ride for alternative surf and we're really trying to push push the clothing brand and the you know plus the gear and all that stuff right he he took that fire bro like when i signed him well it was unreal dude like he he, i think two or three weeks before him and his girlfriend izzy came in the shop and then you know i just dropped him off with a bunch of shit rash guards you know he was just like he was i you know his face was dropping i'm like bro and he's like hey i'm going to mexico um for that porto contest you know can you help me out with the entry fee i'm like fuck yeah bro let's go what does he do he goes in the pool of i think 120 and gets he, he gets podium and gets fourth place dude like wow yeah right off the bat yeah, like in, in in Punta, Colorado, like, like you know, this unknown kid, and the waves were pumping. It wasn't shitty two-foot spin-to-win shit. It was like, you know, and he was down there with all his boys, and it was like, holy shit. Uh, he did that, and then he had been to a couple camps with Jared Houston, I know. And I think – Oh, yeah, Jared, the ones over in Puerto Rico? Yeah, so he'd been to a couple camps with Jared – and, Not Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico. Oh, is it Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, sorry. Rico. Okay. It's crazy because Ian, his twin brother, who also shreds, and Scotty, they're going in two days, like in honor of Evan. So, wow, it, it, it should be pretty sick for them. I'm hoping they score. Like, I'm hoping they like. Yeah, 
I wish I was going. Yeah. Fuck. It looks like there's been six wa- sick waves over there lately. I think Jared only put up a week ago of some bombing left and right. Yeah, I'm talking see, that's eight a, to I ten. That's foot. a Madagata, that that diverser from Madagata. Nah, no, I've never been over there, bro. That that is the Puerto Rican pipeline, bro. That place will eat you alive. That place, is sick. yeah, it looks heavy ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hectic. Yeah, so they're going there, but yeah, so back to the old. Uh, the Evan thing. So when he came back and he's like, dude, he's sending me shit. And he's like, bro, I got fourth place. No sponsor. All he has is a clothing and gear sponsor me. And, uh, he came back and then I was DMing Jeff Hubbard. And then Jeff was like, Hey, I've been talking to Jared. And I just told Jeff, I'm like, bro, he has no board sponsor. Bring this boy on, bro. This He's the next one, dude. And yeah. within, within like two weeks, Jeff called me and we coordinated and they, you know, he signed the, uh, Evan signed the contract with Jeff and Jeff's distribution center is like right by my house. So Jeff, I coordinated with Jeff. I'm like, Hey, let me uh, like do this shit at the shop. So I brought him like, bro, just a pile of gear, bro. Like three boards, like wetsuits. Like he's looking at it. just like, what? Like, I mean, he could have went on the black market and sold that shit for, four grand the stuff that he got <laughs> you know and he was just like whoa it's finally happening so it was it was really sick to like be part of like his progression and his hard work bro like it was it was insane bro it was like you know and then after he got signed by hubboards i mean then we had probably the best winner we've ever had and this this kid bro was up and down the coast, bro. Santa Cruz, uh, San Diego, Seal Beach, like you name it. If the spot was cooking, he had a filmer and he was getting a banger, like ten bangers, you know. So good. He had the froth. He had the keenness. He was willing to put in the yeah. time behind the wheel and capitalize on his his position in life. You know, having the mindset, Dave, is like such a big thing that a lot of people. In this day and age, especially the younger generation, in my opinion, um, seems to be lacking just because, you know, you had to work for it back in the day. There was no Google Maps. There was no fucking like hop online and see who's reviewed this place or this inside info. You had to just go on a long, dusty road and try and find waves and actually go through fucked up situations that challenge you. And then you became more of a human being for those situations. Like to hear Evan had those values in mind and actually did it old school instead of wanting it all on a fucking silver platter. Because, man, I'm telling you now, you can tell by the heat in my voice at the moment, I look around sometimes at the fucking kids of today, mm-hmm. and some of them are just wanting everything on the platter, man. It's almost like Instagram and TikTok have just no, taken yeah, over they, their they lives. Want, and no, you're, you're, you're nailing it, bro. It's fucking instant, bro. It's heavy. And, you know, and to hear that, that Evan was um, – from a different elk, you know what I mean? And just happy to be happy to be living the life of a traveling bodyboarder and actually just getting it, you know, that that's, that's tension. That's no friend days. That's peak boogan in the nineties and early two thousands, you know? So it's so sad to have him gone. Yeah, no, he was the drive that he had, bro. was just like, I mean, I, there was a session, uh, some of the boys, like he came to seal and just like, fucking lit it up bro like just this literally that wasn't the last session i think it was the second session at seal and he would call me 
And I'll be like, dude, it's four or six foot. And he's like, it's crowded. And I'll be like, bro, when you're with me, don't worry about if it's crowded. You'll get any wave you want. He's like, nah, 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 I want some bigger shit. But one of his last sessions, he, dude, I surfed the pier bowl, which that's, I can get any wave I want, the pier bowl. And he was surfing like down. So the way the jetty is, it's like two football fields from the pier, to the jetty, right? So there's three, it's split into like three or four peaks. He was down on the peak with like the pro surfers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, come down here. I mean, it's a little bit better where he was at. But I was, you know, I, I can get my guaranteed waves over here. Well, he comes back to back to Alternative Surf, and he's like, bro, we're going to this spot in Laguna. It's fucking heavy, right? It's, dude, it's, I don't even know if I should name the spot. Um, but he, I, dude, we surfed four hours, bro. And he had uh, Jack, his filming with him. And he's like, goody, roll with me. And I'm like, bro, I'm 43. I'm so tired. I have to run the shot for a bit. Like, <laughs> And he's like, no, we're the guy goes back after getting 16 bangers and then he goes to this spot that is gnarly, bro. Like so much current. And the next day, he, like I'm seeing a post and I'm like, dude, don't post that. Save that for our video. And it's like him absolutely pulling into dredging gnarliness after like, I mean, ten, I'm talking about like 10 hours in the water, dude. Like what? Bro. Crazy. Gangsta. Dedicated. Yeah, that wasn't um. Yeah, actually, I, I, I won't name the spot, but I, I, I think I know where you're talking about, man. Moving on with um Evan, I, I, you know, obviously we could, we could do a whole podcast on him, but just yeah, just to round out with the young man, um, I, I never got any true clarity in regards to his death and the cause of death. Um, what actually happened there, Dave? Uh, yeah, I, I can um, I can speak on a little bit of that, um. Well, if you know my background, I'm a private investigator, my real job. So What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? I'm a, yeah, I'm a private investigator. That's what I do for an actual living. I haven't made one dollar off alternative surf. Not a dollar. Man, we need people like you in the sport who actually want to branch out and use yeah. their financial free will to to, to help I, keep it. Uh, um, I'm gonna need to make a dollar part. off it soon. But um yeah, so my background is I'm a private investigator. I've been doing that for uh, I'm going on 20 years now, um, maybe 15. Anyways, so there's a lot of suspect shit. I can't go into a lot of detail. There's a lot of sus. So he went from two days prior surfing the gnarliest south side that you'll see in clips coming out. Um, literally surfing the heaviest water in California in 20 years to stand up surfing and drowning in two foot salt Creek. So immediately there are red flags. He's a waterman, bro. He's one of the strongest, one of the strongest watermen we have out here. As far as the bodyboarding realm, like he was the guy, you know? Yeah. And um, so I, I, without going into too much detail, there's, there's some, I don't know. It's some foul play with some local fisheries and some stuff like that. So I got I got approached by a few guys that watched the Surfline Rewind cam, and I watched. Of course, we all a lot of us watched it. You know, a shit ton of us watched it, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And instead of him purling over the front of his board like normally, if you're surfing a two foot slop wave, he gets sucked back. 
and um, he's his not board never, his board never tombstones. Um, he just disappears. So what? Yeah, bro. I can't. I can't really go and I. You know, I, I can't go into a lot of it. But I was approached by a few people, you know, around the community, and they said, "Hey, Dave, can you look into this?" And I, I watched it, and then I, I, it's too close to home for me and my daughter Riley, and Evan became like a son to me, so it was too close to home for me to sit there and dive down that, that uh, rabbit hole. So I, you know, we referred some people, and then you know the family. So it's being looked into, you know, without, uh, without. Getting... Obviously, I, I I don't want you to um, put your foot in it at all, Dave, and I, I really appreciate you even going into to any further detail because of the seriousness of the subject matter. But has there been any sort of history with the California and um, fisheries officials yeah, prior to this lot, with the there surfing community? There's a lot, dude. There's a lot. You know, it's what not, type of history? Um, there's a lot of people getting injured by things they drop in the o- ocean that people get caught up on and as in shark lines uh lobster traps okay you know that's kind of as far as i'm gonna go so yep i I I I don't don't really want to know like i don't you know i don't know i'm i don't if this does ever go to some sort of litigation then it's like are they gonna you know record this but you know lobster traps are something that were that is something definitely prevalent and so they, you know, they drop these things, you know, 100-pound steel objects, and then two days before, everything from the seafloor gets pushed in, into the surf zone. So, you know, mm. you, do the, you, you do the math, and you deduct that, you know. I've and this was after the massive swells that you guys had? Yeah, that was two days after the biggest swell in 20 years. So everything that was mm. on the ocean floor, put it this way, got pushed up. We had shit in Seal Beach that we always get. We had lobster traps floating up in Seal Beach, and we don't even have lobster trapping directly in our area. That's how big the swell was. Yeah. Yeah, we what also had think? stuff in they the literally lobster, They literally fish right outside of Salt Creek. You know? Yeah. And so I know you know, I know Evan personally, and I've watched Evan. I mean, apparently Evan was in Puerto Rico, you know, three weeks before that at 20-foot surf saving some photographers. You know, so he, the guy's not losing his life in two-foot shit slot beach break, you know. Yeah, he knew how to read the conditions. He was fit enough. He understood what was needed to survive in an mm-hmm. oceanic environment. Yeah, you don't have to go any further. Oi, Dave, man. Um, I'm going to get Ellie to edit this out. I need to quickly go whiz. Can I have two minutes? Yeah, I got to piss too. Can we? Do, are you leaving it on? Yeah, I'll just leave it on. We'll come back in two. Well, yeah, I, I got to get pissed, bro. I've had three beers, bro. Chris White and the Prince of Night, Pierre Luez. I heard you got a hot wife. Rider like the Prince to the throne. Sunny Coast, Jake Stone. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, bro, I'm back. Ready to go. Sorry, I got to get my charger from my computer. No, oh, that's yeah, sweet, man. My mom was making some. Uh, my mom was making some ham, and I was like, "Damn, that's some damn good ham, bro." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> talking about ham, man. I've been getting targeted on Instagram lately. I've been doing a bit of um cooking at home, and 
getting real tired because I love like breakfast food. Like it's my favorite meal of the day. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I've been seeing these things lately, dude, like getting, getting a muffin pan, like, you know, like uh, when they've got like say the 12 holes for the muffins. Yeah, you, yeah, grease yeah, them up, yeah. you put a bit of ham in there and then you drop an egg in with some cheddar cheese, your own spices and whatever. And then you get the keto status oh. too. Sorry? You get the keto status too instead of having all that bread. Exactly, man. Yeah, and you're going just for eggs and ham, which is perfect, and you're still feeling like full after it. I know I I go too hectic on bread sometimes, and it's good to just have meals fucking without it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I think I might make them tonight for dinner instead of breakfast. <laughs> my, wife, my wife is like – my wife is the queen of I, – I keep trying to get her to open a shop and seal. She's the queen of making like everything keto. She kills it. And uh, she makes like keto desserts, bro, out of like – um. Like she makes this protein with an egg and she makes these keto waffles, bro. Amazing. There's not one carb in it, bro. And it's literally, she puts like bananas in it and dude. Yeah. She's the killer, dude. That's epic. Yeah. It makes a difference. Hey? It makes a difference when you're eating well. Hey, so how am I doing? Am I, am I cussing too much or am I doing all right? Bro, fucking it's been epic i've been loving it. i haven't even looked at the time and i've just checking now we've been going for 55 minutes so it's smicko bro um yeah man i was just um I, I i just wanted to ask you know like um you obviously own one of the main bodybuilding stores in california in the u.s um and we've got the world tour back up and running with the ibc and, and obviously they had a they took over just before covid started they had a couple of lean years there and they've um just completed their um second year or i guess first year properly but second year of competition um after becoming the uh overseeing body i guess or the organization the head management of the of the sport what um what would you like to see change you you know like i i probably referring more back to the schedule itself like could you guys see yourself holding a competition there in the in the states for the the ibc yeah i mean if I don't know what their financial backing is. Um, I mean, if you're going to do anything in California, it needs to be at a real wave, you know? And like, that's my issue with um, the contest scene in California is if you're going to run a contest for bodyboarding, like the bodyboarding that we love, the booking that we love is at waves that are made for booking. And it just seems to be that we can't get it right, you know. So I, I would be all for it, man. If I if I had a million dollars tomorrow to help get a a permit, um, I'd be all for it, you know. But um, where would you want to see it, Dave? I mean, shit. Like there, there's a lot of spots with weird windows. I mean, I don't. Dude, I'm gonna piss off a few guys though, but uh, I like to see it at at, at base. Um, they call it base. Is um, oh, I'm gonna piss some people off with this. Um, yeah, I like to see <laughs> it at, at at base. It's a uh, Point Magoo. It's uh, it's this kind of southern tip of Ventura in LA County. Which and this is the one where the military base is in front of. Yeah, you know what's up, bro. It's every good clip that ever every banger from Paul Roach. Every banger from, you know, I mean, that's, I would love to do it at Seal, but Seal is just too fickle. Um, For sure. But and you've got I to mean, have that get, window where it's going to provide some sort of way. You, you know, a bunch of the stuff from, from Tanner and Craig, all that stuff, 
there's a lot of wedge, but there's a lot of bass in there. And it's no, I mean, as far as a body burning wave that's consistent, that'll be your your best bet. Um, why why is bass so good, man? Like, is there something there where it shifts around the banks really well and creates like some real peaks or long running rights and lefts? What's the go? Oh, dude, you're asking the wrong dude, man. It's a, uh, I think it's the most kind of. There's an angle. There's a point that it's it gets the south and it bounces off uh, the coast right there because the coast kind of yeah. turns, bro. I, I mean, honestly, man, I don't. I just go there and my only focus to get on there is like, do I know somebody who has the military pass and am I going to get in? Because I've driven up there and it's like a three hour drive and I've been denied. And they're like, wow. oh no, you can't get in, bro. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but like the actual structure of the wave, I wouldn't be like the best guy to, you know, it's three to four hours from me, but it is, yeah, for sure. It's, you know, with COVID and all this shit, I mean, we got in, I got in there with, uh, like during the middle of COVID and I got point side, which there's this kind of weird, the coast kind of shifts from, you know, north to, or east to west and kind of goes in and this, the point side is this right that gets rare on low tide. And I had the best drop knee in and out spit to a huge hack that I've ever had. I've served pipe. I've served back door and it was just, you know, so yeah, most consistent place. You can actually run a contest. Another great place would be Creek. Salt Creek would be a great place. I mean, obviously yep. wedge wedge would be insane, but you know, the, the wedge politics, the, the Newport beach, corruption is i mean there's still a black ball there where you can't bodyboard after 10 a.m yeah so what's the go with that man you know you know someone from australia here would have no idea of the um i guess almost division between different disciplines out there like what what is the current structure and what would you like to see changed at the wedge to incorporate body body more i'm old enough to remember when the wedge didn't have a black ball i was a child i think it was 14 or 15 can and you explain black, what a black ball is though a black ball is when they 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 decide which kind of watercraft you can ride so uh the black ball at the wedge is the only one in the state i believe where you can only body surf so you're only allowed to body. i'm sure i'm going to piss people off with this but you're only allowed to body surf from 10 to four or five from the peak South Swell season. That never existed until I believe in 1996. And there's a lot so of. Hang on, you can there. only body surf from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yes. Yeah, during... So some of the best windows, you're looking at four or five body surfers with the best waves you've ever seen in your life. And there's nobody allowed. And if you go out there, they'll ring your ass in and give you a ticket. What the fuck? So what is the. <laughs> yeah, bro, tell me about it. Bro, what is the reasoning behind that? Because, I mean, I, I don't see how that's fair for anyone. All right. I'm going to piss more people off, but I'll just go ahead and do it. Um, so the guys who implemented that are powerful. They have connections with powerful uh, Newport Beach uh, city council people. And mm. it's, it's, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a microcosm of, of government, bro. It's not for safety because a typical black ball, a black, nobody's getting hurt by a bug hitting you in the head. You know, I no, no way. Surfboard, I, I could say. The, 
I understand the hardboards, the, the pokey tips and all that shit, but nobody's getting hurt with a with a boogie board, a Mach 7-7 hitting you in the head. So it's yeah, just it's purely political, bro. It's purely political. They want their way to themselves and they have the connections. It's, and it's been, you know, it's been passed down from generation to generation. So Mm. And I, I know, you know, from looking into a couple of things here, and I'm sure it's the same over your way when it comes to laws and, and trying to change laws, it's very hard to change a law, but it's quite, I mean, it's very hard to get rid of a law that's been established for such a period of time. It's a lot, it's easier, a lot easier to easier. implement a law than it is to get rid of a law. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's what I was yeah. getting at. And it just seems like that's going to be an uphill battle there, especially when you've got tentacles you know entrenched heavily within local governments from people that or stakeholders that have um invested interest in in just oh, body yeah. surfing I mean, uh, the, the wedge i remember when the wedge black ball first happened it was in bodyboarding magazine i think i was actually there because i surfed the wedge forever and ever i just i refuse to surf there now because there the you have the 6 a.m to 10 a.m window and it's pumping and it's sometimes it's so unruly that you get Dude, you're getting soft tops that have never even surfed a flat wave dropping in on you and almost decapitating you, you know? Yeah, it looks wildness when, um, you know, you look back over some of uh, Tanner and Craig's clips and just all the, the crafts and people and bodies that are just getting strewn around out there. No, it's just, it's, it becomes damning. The wedge the wedge broke. The previous owner of Alternative Surf, um, Ron Dog, a good friend of mine, he was the previous owner of the – Second previous owner, he broke his back at the wedge, like you know, because that place will that place will fuck you up, you know. And he's a really experienced ex pro bodyboarder, and uh, you know, and so you you dial that in with people out there on catch surfboards shooting that shit up, you know, getting sucked over the falls, and you're just like, eh, kind of good on that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll just pass on that for the moment. What what's the go to also? Um, and I didn't know much about the pipe comp this year, and I'd love if you could shed some light on what uh, organization ran it. But I, if I was unmistaken, it was the body surfing, the Newport bodies body surfing organization. Is that is that correct? I think there was some. I think the guys. So I you know I uh, again I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I think that there is a Brazilian uh, ex pro girl uh claudia you know some i don't even know claudia ferrari or something i think that she had some connection to help get it going i don't i don't know 100 percent. yeah know. sorry it was the north american body surfing association i'm pretty sure it, it wasn't the newport one i just found it very strange when i heard the pipe corn was running and obviously you know the um the ibc had nothing to do with this and it's not a sanctioned international event i guess per se but they seem to be running under their license at the time um and yeah there were, apparently there's a, a lawyer guy so <laughs> dan you're gonna have a lot of juice in this podcast bro it's gonna be hilarious uh, you, you know let the I'm, juices run down our chins i'm into it i'm kind of not holding back on this but um one of my good friends kenny they were just letting people which was ironic and weird that it's the pipe contest. They're like, "Hey, you want to? You want to get in it?" And I'm like, "What? How? How is like just you know? Is there any qualification to get? I mean, what if pipe was 18 foot? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like you know." So my buddy signed up, and Craig and Tanner, those guys signed up. 
I, I don't think I think the organ. You know, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. But I think the organization was, you know, kind of lacking there. That's that's what I've heard. Um, I don't know them personally. Um, one of my buddies, Kenny, signed up and got you know paid the entry fee, and you know for him the 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 his experience was so bad he asked for his money back. You know, wow. Like, so I I don't know you know I don't know who had it. I think there's some somebody that had the light has the licensing. They bought no, they bought the. There's somebody that's not super affiliated with bodyboarding or even body surfing that bought the permit and then he was selling it to the interested parties. Which Isn't is that funny. wild that in this day and age, still, about it, bro. bro, it's a joke. It's almost like we've got a middleman now dictating or a middlewoman. Just want to tick that off the box there um, for the gender <laughs> equality. Um, you know, now dictating to us or, or anyone, the, the organization that has been placed, um, and entrusted with, uh, bodyboarding's future in, 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 in certain ways, I'm not speaking about the IBC, but I'm talking about organizations and underneath them still holding comps in, in, in very important parts of the world. It almost seems like now it's we're getting pipeline, bro. It's yeah, pipeline. bro. It's like. It's, it's it's historic, and then you think to yourself, some salesman has just seen the opportunity to make a buck yeah, here he, and be the middleman and just sell it on. Got it, and it was like, you know, I mean, I'm stoked that Tanner won it. I'm stoked that Craig got in it. Those guys are my friends, and it's like for sure. And they're know, unbelievable bodybuilders, man. Like, they're some of the best. On it, and you know, I I talked to them, and I I got the side eye from Craig, like holy fuck, you know. So it's. Dude, it's pretty fucked, bro. You know, it's that's why what we're doing an alternative surf is we're trying to break it down to the grassroots, the fucking grassroots. And Evan was the grassroots. My boys, the grassroots. And you, you kind of what about have... Kenny Kuipers Jr. Because I've, I've I've seen his resume oh, on my your boy, bro. Yeah, his dad's right. Sick. Yeah, Kenny he looks cool, a... man, and he brings skating in with it too. No, he shreds, bro. He's he's my boy, dude. I've I've known little baby Kenny. I know his dad forever. Um, I've watched little Kenny put his first fins on. Like I have a picture, the funniest picture of me and him, bro. Because I'm six foot four, two thirty, right? I'm standing next to him when he's like nine years old with long ass hair, and he looks. He's like up to my knee, holding like a thirty two inch board. <laughs> You know, That's and classic. now he's like, and now he's ripping, bro. He's he's still a grom, but he's now he's killing it, bro. He's a uh, yeah. We got we got a few solid guys, bro, on our team. You know, we're we're doing shit. You know, That's getting. I mean, I can definitely tell. And and looking at the um, looking at the guys you are trying to sponsor, and you know the younger local ones, and and making sure you give them back to the community. That's what. That's what needs to be done, in my opinion. And having Benny Oborn on here in previous combos in regards yeah, to the ABA. You're killing it, bro. Yeah, your man. bodies are so good, bro. You're, you're seamless. You're killing it. Thanks, bro. Oh, man, I've, let's put it this way. I'm lucky to have the content that I can speak on because obviously I'm an obsessed booger like you. But when you get people, again, like yourself or Benny Oborn or you know anyone from the traps that people – definitely know and have an affiliation with but more people should know and there should be more connectivity and like communication it's so good just to chat to you guys like even the shit you just told me today man i'm kind of fucking blown away a bit i didn't think this this podcast was going to kind of be like this so you know that just shows yeah. that there's probably a million other people out there man we got to speak to and just get the froth out there because it's just what what it, what needs to be done 
Yeah, we have a we have some really cool shit. My uh, team manager Dom, I don't know if you follow Dom on Instagram, Dom DiMatteo. He's my team manager, and like we're putting together like the video that we have going right now. So even like we've been putting a bunch. <laughs> we're we're throwing around names, bro. It's kind of funny because we're just we're trying to be grimy as fuck at Alternative Surf. We're just trying to be like we want to also have. You know, invite the little kids, you know, get them stoked. But we want to see, we want to show these kids, like, what the no friends, like, it's the drag shit, you know, whatever. Like, you know, and me and Dom are putting together something that's, like, it's going to showcase, like, the whole vibe of California, which hasn't really kind of been done in a long time. You know, it hasn't been done in a long time, man, because from an Australian point of view, the only people we really know in America is Tanner and Craig, like really. A hundred percent. And that's why I brought Evan on, like going back to Evan. It's like when I brought Evan back and I, you know, I was like, dude, Evan can be like, I got other kids on my team that are, that fucking rip. Kenny rips, uh, Ethan Ebaum. He has a great, yep, has a great clip. I have Nick, uh, my drop knee guy. He's a killer. Um, but Evan was, I wanted to show the world to Evan, like, Evan to the world, like, all right, dude, this is the guy. This is the next dude, bro. And all, it was anything you refer to California bodyboarding, like good bodyboarding was, you know, Craig and Tanner, Craig and Tanner. And I was like, no, 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 there's a whole, there's a swath of them, bro. There's, I mean, there's, dude, I can list them off, bro. It's uh, Scotty, Ian, Evan's brother, dude, like a lot of kids that fucking shred, dude. If I, I don't want to miss a lot of kids, you know, I got, Dude, Hayden Carr, Dom, dude, Dom Dima, my my team manager, is an absolute killer, bro. And he's an editor from hell, bro. And the shit we're putting together, I'm telling you, it's going to be dope, dude. It's going to be. Well, you need to let this guy know, man. Like, oh, you know, it it Yeah, dude. As soon as you get that up and up and running, um, give us a bell over at Rippy, and we'll be super happy to throw it up. And maybe even you have discussions with, with both the elites and get it up on the um, get up on the Riptide Premium, man. Because you know, yeah, as you it, said, bro. we we want more people. You know, we we as as you just mentioned all these names that we haven't really heard of, and we we really should because you know if they're good enough to be in, on the alternative surf team, and and you see something in them, the the rest of the world should and. You know, I'm, I'm only looking back over your products now on your site, Dave, and I can I can tell you've um you've got your favorite board bands in mind, and and I was just wondering, out of all the stock you have there with the hub boards, the science boards, the drag boards, tubes boards, um probably being your four main ones, what sells the most out of out of those boards? Um, I think what we're carrying right now, we have tubes, car- we have cartel because that you know they're still putting out rotary issues. Yeah, um, which which believe it or not, still sell it here. Um, you know, we have cartel, roach, tubes. Uh, you know, six, I think we have six brands. We're not carrying some of the stuff that our competitors carrying because they have the distribution license, which you know that's another story. Um, so it's just feeding money into that, but um. I think the best the best board brand we have is probably I mean science or, or hubs or tubes. Tubes we have something really big coming up with tubes when I mean I don't know if you know the history of of tubes and mez. I mean You know so, what? I, I, I actually do, funnily enough, because we only had a podcast with Nick Mezeritz maybe 
two weeks ago now, and yeah, um, it's yeah, funny you mentioned did tubes, you, man. Did you post that yet, or is that up yet? Because I love nah, it. nah. Yeah, it's still in the backlog, and I can't wait to post, man. I was so excited to have this conversation. Bro, I was actually so stoked to hear that, bro. Bro, I was actually so nervous at the start of it, and you can all, you can tell in my intro and the way I speak to him in the first five minutes, it's like me looking up Fucking to an idol. Legend, person. bro. Fucking. Oh legend. man. And someone that hasn't really had their story being told, and no, you know, going back hasn't. to the tube comment, I couldn't believe how many fucking places and organizations and people he had shaped for over the years, and like tubes being one of them. You know, it's fucking crazy. Tubes was so his first laminator was from tubes, bro. Yeah, his first. I mean, maybe I, that's from stories I've heard. And that no, I'm pretty sure that's it. That's what he said. It was one of the first he ones. He literally got like his tutelage under the original bodyboard shaper, which was Buzz. Um, that was it, Buzz. He mentioned him heaps, man, and gave him so many accolades. Yeah, so Buzz is now. I mean, Buzz's got to be in his late seventies. Like you know, he's he's up there. And the stories that go back, you know, on on him getting fucked, not him, Buzz getting fucked in the industry and these people getting screwed over and it's just like man if we just if we would have just all banded together and figured this crap out like you know but buzz literally like sparked the fire under mez man and mez came to the united states and just he started an empire you know and uh so we have something really sick we have something really sick down the pike hopefully we'll get some out to you bro like with tubes with the original Body water maker um, that's collaborating with tubes and with alternative surf. So that's coming down the pike, bro. That's going to be sick. Epic. We kind of wait to say that, bro. That's sick. Yeah. Tubes the is such graphics a. Graphics are sick. Board, the board specs are sick. It's, it's going to be a good thing, bro. That's cool. And obviously made and shaped in California. No, it's made and shaped by Mez, bro. All, oh, so it's actually coming out under no, Mez. it's coming oh, from God. Mez, bro. I had to send all the specs, everything. I had to go email to email with Mez and be like, hey, bro, I had to fork over a, like, we had to go on front with tubes, like, a lot of money. And thank God for Patrick from tubes. Like, you know, it's, dude, this shit's going to be, it's going to be legit as any board coming out of any. It's going to be legit as a pride, you know, you know high density poly pro pe like dude it's gonna be fire so that's it a limited run and the graphics are like there it's not anything that's yeah bro it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be sick it's gonna be sick out here for to see people from the states doing something for the states you know so yeah and almost bringing things like um not like production per, per, per se, but things back to a grassroots bodyboarding level where yeah. you've got them feeding back into the community, you've got them feeding back into the back pockets of people who are investing in the sport and not, you know, large amounts of money going out to other areas where it probably isn't as well invested. And back to your point prior about people just not trying to cut each other off of the legs inside the sport yeah, and actually come totally together yeah. and work together and, you know, collaborate over things. Like it's – you look at – for example, Billabong and Quicksilver are owned by the same people, man. I don't think did many people hear, know that. Dude, bro, not to interrupt you. Did you hear the latest news though? It's been sold. It's so it's I think I think as of today it's sold. So every major brand is all under one roof. It's a monopoly, Fuck bro. Off. Really? Yeah. 
surfing got more corporate and like overnight, bro. I think it was two point nine yeah. billion. I think that that's the asking price. Ugh, see, that's not every healthy. Brand, bro, that's not so healthy. Every every brand cooks over Quickie, Ruka, Volcom. They're all owned by the same person. By the same it's not healthy, person. man, because when you have someone as monopoly like that, they can twist the screws in certain ways and then funnel all the money into their back pocket in a way of like where athletes and other contributing companies get cut out of the apple pie money, you know? Like it's a – it's really healthy to have uh, – uh, Oh, yeah. It's opinion, healthy to have competition, like bro. You yeah, know? man. Have, man. It's healthy, bro. It's healthy to have like a diverse diverse – you know, people options, bro. You know, I, yes. I don't expect every person to come to my shop. I, I don't, I can't compete with e bodyboarding. I can't, I can't compete with, they have 4,000 boards in their warehouse. You know, I have 100, you know, but I'm a niche, I'm a niche place that we, we push the clothing brand and we push this, we push the lifestyle, you know, and that's what I envisioned owning alternative surf because there's, there is no other thing in California where a good hardcore bodyboarder or a kid who's like, wow, I just did my first roll. Oh, shit, I got my first in and out. I'm going to go buy a T-shirt of – no, I don't want to buy a T-shirt from Volcom of some stand-up surfer. I want to buy a T-shirt from a bodyboard company. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. what California, you know, when no friends, you know, faded away and died, there is no place to put your – to put your foot in and go, oh, okay, this this company supports my passion, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're support exactly. Volcom when they go out when their when their riders go out and line up and or whoever and and talk shit on bodyboarders. Like, nah, fuck you, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm not supporting that. You know. Oh man, I totally fucking agree. I thought, you know, this is this is digressing a bit, but I listened to a podcast called The Swellians, and they cover um, a lot of the WSL. Um, ins and outs, and just all yeah. the all the the gossip and the in house chat and da da da, and they do these live podcasts. And hopefully, I'd like to see Riptide maybe in the future at um you know premieres all around the world world world. Sorry, hopefully hold these sort of um these sort of nights. But they had Griffin Colapinto up there one one um one session, and this is when they were holding uh, the Margaret River Pro. I think it was back two thousand and twenty one, I believe. No. No, the COVID fuck that year, maybe 2022, and yeah. he they, they went and surfed the box, um, or they they had the whole comp at Margaret River uh, main break the whole the whole day, and then he was itching to get out the box, and he got there out there in the afternoon, and one of um Tasmania's finest here in Australia, Harley Ward, you would have seen him riding some yeah, he rips, no, Harley rips, yeah, I know he is, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man, and um he was out there, and he's been living in WA for a while now, and um you know just. Couldn't meet a nicer bloke, man. So talented on on, on the boog, has no fear. You know, much like Evan, as as you were speaking about before, holds all the same attributes. And he's out there. Griffin paddles out. He's frothing, and he's retelling this story on the podcast. And then he sees this wave. Harley's up, but he kind of still paddles for it because he's frothing heaps hard and and whatever. And then the way he describes on the podcast is like, yeah. And then I look to my, I look to my left or something, and then there was this this fucking booger like dragging his balls like yeah and i was like bro you would have surfed in so many heavy situations you know know what's crazy not to interrupt you dog is that is the southern california mentality oh it was sickening to hear it was sickening bro i i've been like i've okay so the the greatest thing ever at Southside seal beach 
is we run that shit when it's pumping. We're the only spot that that has that. You go to Huntington. I, right? oh, been, uh, I was the shopping. captain. I was the captain of Huntington Beach High bodyboarding. Right. This is late nineties. You know, I go out there right now and I'll, I'll get up Drobny and throw some snaps and whatever. And I have kids that are just like, Nah, bro, I'll just burn him because he's a booger. And I'm just like, Bro, I'll break your neck. I don't even have the time. But that's that's the mentality a lot in Southern California, which is oh, well, dude, it's not just Southern California, man. And I know you know Griffin obviously showed that massively being from trestles, but like, man, even here in the Shire in Cronulla, like we've got a contingency of surfers who, for the majority, are legends and the ones who really know their craft share the lineups of bodyboarders all the time because we've got so many heavy world class waves here, and when the swell's on, there's no way surfers and bodyboarders aren't mixing together at those those heavy spots, you know, ours on Cape, Island, Vui, a couple other secret yeah, I gotta, waves. I got to say that about the good, the really good South. So I, the coolest thing about Southside Seal Beach, like it's this weird little ass tiny community and there's a tiny community of us that are hardcore bodyboarders and hardcore surfers. And the young kids and some of the older guys, like because it's such a wave of consequence when it's happening, we all respect each other. Because, like, but it's weird when you leave our little shire, you know, our little freaking Lord of Rings shire, I'll go to Huntington, and it's just like, oh, game on, on the on the boogers. But, yeah, it's fine. When we're here at our spot, they're like, oh, shit. But, uh, you know, so, like, we really do have a really good crew of stand-ups and, and bodyboarders that respect each other, that patrol lineup, that we, we keep respect flowing for sure but i'm gonna stop you there dave bro i agree with you and we have the same here in cronulla but that's only a small majority sometimes because they're the core you're you're nailing it on the head bro dedicated man with us over here you know i'm sure you're the same the majority of people either have kids in surfing who haven't been taught by surfing parents the actual know the code of the lineup no respect man doesn't matter who the fuck you are they're dropping on you secondly you've got people out there as you said before have that south californian or just surfy mentality in general where it's like we're the kings of the ocean we're essentially the oldest sport in the water from the hawaiian islands the pacific islands and we're gonna fucking burn you no matter what man i deal with that on a regular basis here and i go back and forwards between bodyboarding and surfing because here if i if i can get a wave after work and the waves are shit i'll just go up my stand up the waves are pumping i make fun of that exercise in you know exactly man just time in the ocean but it's amazing the difference and the respect levels i have from people when i paddle out in a bodyboard compared to a surfboard and it's fucking sickening and going back to griffin's Point, it's it's literally like the lowest form of uh, it's like Neanderthalism, bro. It's it like, is. It's crazy. Bro, it doesn't bro, make sense. Fucking Neanderthal, bro. Because you can't. Because I'm on a different wavecraft, and I can't do. I can't. You know, it's dude, it's retarded, bro. Dude, how many cakes of fucking sex wax do you have in your head, cunt? Before you need to realize that I'm <laughs> also. On the same level as you when it comes to like, just because you're getting to your feet doesn't mean like I almost want to ask surfers sometimes, Dave. Hey, man. I'll grab your board, you take my board and fins, oh, and no, let's no. go the next no, sets that, together and see how we go. Best thing, bro, is because I drop me a lot. When it's small, I'll DK. I can fucking whip that shit, you know? And so the best thing is I'll get a drop knee and I'll get all these connections. Like I'll do like the reform connection and I'll do a big fat whip on the little like Chloe Andina was out yesterday. 
I had a big old whip on his fucking face, and I was like, oh, that's all I cared about. And then I went straight and I left. <laughs> <laughs> and, I in, bro. and I literally yeah, was like, yeah. oh, yeah, cool. I got a big fat whip on that guy's head, you know? <laughs> and so it's, it's, that's how it is, bro. You know, it's sad. Sad has to be like that, though, isn't it? Because our slight differences in the water just really taint our relationship and taint it going further. I just still don't know why we're at war. It's just bizarre. No, it's it's just, it's the, like, look up, look like, why don't you stand up, bitch? Why don't you get in a barrel, you know? Like, no, oh, we get, oh, I mean, Dude, I had dude, funny ass story. I mean, you could put it on the podcast or not. So I had bought, I had bought, the, dude. I was like one of the main seal enforcers back in the day, right? Like I'd scrap on the beach, I'd do all that shit, right? So I bought the shop, and it was still like I was remodeling it, dumping all that money in it, right? And uh, I was in the water, and we had a sh- last year was the worst winter ever. So we had like five or six days where seal was pumping and i was i was literally i took a break from doing the flooring in in the shop skateboarded down surfed this guy burned me stand up burned me once i was like okay i'm like oh be calm my daughter is not my life anymore blah blah blah, blah. and i looked at him i said bro the next set comes in it was a left so i'm not dropping any lefts like, I'm going to fucking burn you. And he goes, what did you say? Yeah, I'm going to burn you. So I literally got shacked, shacked, spit out. He's eating foam. Come out. He throws his board at me. Throws it. Ring. I catch it. I rear naked choke him. Wrestling in the water. <laughs> beat his ass, bro. There's video of this. I take him down, bro. I choke him out. And my, one of my best friends, John, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's palling over there. He know he he knows that he's one of the only ones because he's my neighbor. He owns a juice shop right next to my shop. Sick bodyboarder. He comes around. He's like, "Goody, get off him!" I'm rear naked choking this guy in the water. And he's like, <laughs> "You own alternative surf now, motherfucker." Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's gonna like, know where you are. And then his friends were bodyboarders, and and he's like, "Bro, these are your customers." <laughs> right. But sometimes it gets so frustrating, man, because it is just that like arrogance is thrown your way and you're like, what makes you so much better than me in the water right now? We're both surfing the same conditions. We're choosing different crafts to ride. What's the fucking difference? 100%, man. It doesn't. And we deal with that. I'm, I'm sure you deal with that here. I just, I felt like old school, like you guys were different because you guys, you know, Ozzy was Ozzy, Ozzy. It was like, I felt like bodyboarding was so big there, but I guess it's there now too, you know, it sucks. But, um, yeah, man. Bro, Not it's seal, definitely... The coolest thing about Seal, bro, when you come, I, I hope you come to town, bro. This, If you would have came to town this year, you would have just absolutely scored. I was telling Curtis that, like, dude, you literally could have scored... 10 foot wedges and then taking an uber two hours up and got the best powder of your life bro like yeah i know i've got to do it soon for sure man we've obviously i want to take my son over um skiing and boarding pretty soon it'd be great to get over to the states and make it happen um it'll definitely one of the first first locations on our on our long list when it, when it comes to family holiday and it's just with the with the kid now it's like you really gotta yeah how, how, sure how, old's your boy? How, how old's your boy you got a boy or a girl 
Yeah, boy. Yeah, he um he turned two only three or four days ago now. So um, oh, yeah, he's just he's just still a grammy, bro. Yeah, I, I got yeah, like probably three or four. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I got kind of three or four more years, I reckon, until we kind of go on those those big overseas ones. But as soon as he's hitting five or six, I'm definitely like he's he's already been on skis, which is sick, and I'm stoked to have some snow underneath his his feet already, but. I want to really go on some some hikes, and the US is the place to do it. You guys are yeah, thank so you, man. You, lucky. you always got a, you always got a space with us, bro. You'll you love our you love our joint, man. Curtis, Curtis, I, I'm stoked that we got Curtis on board. Curtis just hit me up randomly. So that was Curtis Pryor. Pryor. Yeah, Curtis Pryor. Yeah, sick, great bodyboarder, good dude, man. Really nice. Yeah, he, he shreds. He's a he's just a good soul. Like my whole thing, like bringing people on, I want them to rip on the boogie. But I want them also to be like good people, you know. If you're not a good people, get the fuck out, you know. Yeah, definitely. Vibes are the the, the way to go. You got to have good energy. Yeah. So he, uh, what was the name of that video? They deranged that that video. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yep. The, the yeah, most so recent they one. Up, they had up Patrick from Tubes, and then he hit me up, and Patrick's like, I don't know, if I'm gonna do this, and so we did like a little mini premiere. And the coolest thing about Evan, Evan was like, we did like, you know, we had 20, 30 people. I think our, our max in the shot could be like 30 people. And, you know, Evan helped me organize the whole shit. And we did the premiere. And then Curtis hit me up. And he's like, hey, you looking for a sponsor, blah, blah, blah. And we watched his clips. And I was like, I, I can't give you a lot, bro, but let's, let's fucking go, you know? And he's like, all right, bro, let's go. So <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he, beautiful man, beautiful. He came out of the shop randomly. The the guy flew from Porto Escondido, landed, took a rental, came to the shop, we partied for like six hours, and he jumped back in his car and then from Porto Escondido flew to Queensland or something. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're a gangster, bro. Like, really bullshit and no way like, I that's swear like, to God, bro he went so hard i was like how did dude that's to be close to like 40 hours of like yeah. travel and driving like yeah, and then he got so i was gonna pick him up from the airport and he's like hey good uh he goes hey good are you uh you know can you whatever pick me up i'm like cool let's figure this shit out well he goes oh i'm delayed for six hours and he was in Oaxaca in puerto escondido and he goes dude i'm sitting on a plane they deplaned me he got off of like bro the guy literally got off sat on a delay for like 10 hours got off the plane rented a car came up to alternative surf I never met him. Like we just all of our shit's been like through social media or through whatever, through emails. I gave him a bunch of shit. He bought some shit from the shop, and I'm like, dude, go score. And he's, I, apparently, he scored. Uh, yeah, he scored. And um, dude, he dude he took. I was so appreciative of the guy, bro. He literally took a flight to L.A., rented a car because I was going to pick him up. Came to Alternative Surf for like seven, six, seven hours. Had a bunch of beers. Got back on a plane to Queensland. I'm like, that's insane. What a legend! You know, he just tell me somebody like else who's more fucking dedicated than that. That's sick. Yeah, I know, I know. And like, especially in this day and age, with technology, with Zoom and all the different calls you could have, like as you said, the Instagram before just communicating to make the the personal trip out there means a lot, eh? No, it was sick, bro. To like finally meet him, and he met, and then I. 
I kind of put an announcement out to some of the local boys and I, I wanted him to like really wanted him to kind of get the vibe that, you know, that local. So I got, uh, you know, six, seven guys came out and then I sold like a board or two and he was able to like, he was writing, he think he writes for tubes and he was just, you know, this kid bought a tubes bodyboard. And, and so I put a video of Curtis on the TV and then some local bodyboarders came out and it's just, and Curtis was like, dude, it's really dope, Dave, that you're like, you know, really investing back into the grassroots of the scene, you know, it was sad, yeah, bro. So important, it, made, it made me feel fucking, and this is after Evan passed. So it was like, I, I just felt really down about the whole thing. And then for him to come in and kind of give that extra effort to be there was, was, was pretty sick, dude. So sick, man. Just yeah, and I can't believe you got there physically too after those layovers and everything like that. It would have been such a task, man. And speaking about local grassroots um, products coming out of the area, how's the legal grass over there, Dave? Because I'm very jealous of that. What was that? Sorry, you broke up. No, I was just saying. Um, Damn it, I wish it didn't break up. That was my favorite punchline. I was like, local, like you've got like some sick local community vibes over there. But what about the local grass, mate? Like, how is, um, how's that? Oh, yeah. You need to come to California, bro. Like, bro, I'm pretty, bro. I'm pretty sure that nine out of 10 of my best friends are involved in the industry here. Like, nice. they're involved in the hashtag industry. So you can get you can get more you can get better dabs. I, mean, I don't I don't I don't, you know the dabs get a little too hairy for me. Do you guys have dabs in Australia? Yeah, look, we do, man. But again, it's it's obviously weed isn't legal here. We like me and my um wife. Weed's not uh, legal in Australia. Dude, weed's not legal. We spent we spent in in Canada. We spent four months in a motorhome driving around, and weed's legal there, obviously. So we were going through all the dispensaries and exactly like what you've got in LA, and we were just in heaven, and we. You know, when we left, we were like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, I don't bro, know how I, we're gonna, I had, how I had we're a, a, I had an edible before we started, bro. Yeah, <laughs> see, and that's so good, man. You know, hats off to you because it is just another way of life over there. You know, like if you can have a beer and have a depressant, which is a beer. You know, I love beers, man. Alcohol. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to turn. It also, makes, it it also makes us old dudes fat. So yeah, exactly. Drink. And then when you fucking smoke a joint, I'm not saying there can't be side effects of that, or you have a dab or whatever, an edible. But man, from my experience, and only my experience, only I can speak from that. I can just see so much more benefits coming yeah, out of that, that's the legalized weed industry than the alcohol. No, I mean, uh, I, me and my wife, this is all getting out there, so whatever. But I, I take edibles, you know, I microdose edibles every single day for my anxiety. I, I sit in traffic all day, every day. So it's like, um, nah, man. Compared to alcohol, you can you can serve some shit up where you can get in your car and mow people down and kill them, or you can get high and take a nap. I mean, come on. I know, man. I know, you I know. know. But it's it, the it stigma. Seems, it seems wild to me, brother. That you know. Yeah, but it's this dude. It's the old school stigma here in Australia. We're a fucking convict settlement, bro. We've been here for like 250, 260, maybe two hundred seventy years. We're fucking cookers, bro. We're, we're not even independent per se. Like, let me just tell you, I know people from Australia are probably thinking, what the fuck is he raising well, about? some politics over here. I'm down with some Dude, politics. I'm telling you now, you guys have got the First Amendment where you can actually protect oh, yourself. Yeah. 
That's literally saving us right now from actual corruption and insanity, bro. I know. See, we don't have that, Dave. We don't have that, bro. We're all convicts. And I don't think COVID, you guys were getting butt raped. I know. And I don't think people realize here in Australia that, you know, the New South Wales police are not owned by the Australian government. They're they're owned by a different entity. So many they're privatized, man. So many other industries here that are running for the state or for the national um you know, on like a national level, they're yeah. all privatized. They're all getting money fed back into politicians' back pockets while we re-elect them so they can put them back into power and give them the contracts and it all just continues on. No, it's all, at least in the, the state. It's the same shit in America, bro. It's it's Yeah, just, but at least you can protect yourself and at least you've got that right. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not have, no the, what we do have is the First Amendment, so that's the only thing that's stopping our country from folding. Because I'm telling you right now, our country is on the verge of like insurrection bro like our country is so gnarly the shit they're pushing on you right now and main sh- and you're so you watch the news on on a tuesday night here in you know in america on mainstream media they're not actually feeding you the truth bro they're feeding, you what, right. you, wa- they're feeding you what you want to hear you know and it's it whether it's whatever political decision, whatever, 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 it's, it's, it's what they want you to hear, you know, to back up your point, Dave, you know what our news is classed as under the TV guide here in Australia. It's classed as or under the banner of entertainment. Yeah. Fucking entertainment is bro. Yeah. I'll tell you something that that's so heavy that hits home because my daughter was murdered. She was murdered in a movie theater. All right. And so yesterday, a transgender girl, I'm sure this won't even go on the podcast. If it does, I don't really care. A transgender girl, she's admittedly transgender. She went into a Christian school and executed six people. Was that in Nashville? In Nashville. She executed six people, right? She executed six of them, six, uh, uh, six nine-year-olds and six 60s in their age, right? And so what they've done now is on mainstream media, our MSM, they've decided, no, we're not going to announce that she's transgender. It's a, it's a she, and she decides she's a male. She went in there and killed fucking six people. She's went on social media. There's all this evidence of it. She went out there and killed them. I'm transgender. I'm taking my aggression off on people that don't agree with her. All right. So on the mainstream media, they've decided now we're not going to announce her as transgender. They're going to say a person. A person <laughs> killed. And this is what they're feeding people. Well, and also, too, it just shows you there and then they're happy to use any sort of, ter- any sort of terminology, i.e. anti-vaxxer, when it comes down to any sort of yeah. issue, and that's just only one, and that's been the most prevalent one over the last two or three years. Mm. But then when they are backing something in a political sense, as the transgender moves through all of our lives, rightly or wrongly in certain ways, I don't want to have an opinion on it because, again, I'm ill-informed to do so. But when you look at that, you can see the disparity there and then. They don't want to use certain terms because they have 
No, but it's because it's their political agenda. Because if they're political that's what I mean. They want to push something, man. They want to get some point across where it's like, hey, if we use that term, it's going to incriminate those sort of people, and that's not what we want for some reason, which we don't know about. But it's more so like this equality movement is just becoming crippling over so many different topics. It's not even something that you can that as a normal parent you have a you have a young child, bro. You have a young child that you want to see thrive and be a boy or a girl and thrive in whatever they're going to do. Just thrive in, in humanity. So they're catering to the negative 11111%. They're catering to that. And the moment you start catering, they're taking Trump right now. I, I'm not some weird fucking Trumper, blah, 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 blah. You guys don't get that shit. Oh, no, trust me, man. I listen to Joe Rogan. It's literally what they're doing right now is what happened in in Germany in the 1940s. They're taking their opposition and they're saying – and Trump is – I mean, Trump's a fucking moron. But Trump is a bastion of, hey, let's talk about shit in common sense. Let's talk about this shit. Let's talk about – they're trying to suppress his voice any way they fucking can. And- For sure, man. And I totally agree. I back your point 100% because I'm in total agreement with Trump. Trump, from my point of view, without being in the United States, is a lunatic. He's a megalomaniac. He's a capitalistic uh-huh. fuckwit. But I totally agree with what you're saying in regards to him trying to have a proper conversation on some certain points. And let's put it this way, quite frankly. The stuff that he said over the last couple of years, not all of it, but some it's of it, happening, has been bro. bang on the fucking oh, money. happening, bro. I know, I know. Trump left office. Okay, let me tell you this shit. The moment Trump left office, I'm not Republican. I'm a moderate conservative, right? I'm just a moderate. I'm just like, dude, moderate means common sense, right? And I, I sat there and I watched the day, two days after he got out of office, our gas prices went from $2.50 United States money to four dollars overnight. Yeah. And that's an old Joe Biden fucking deal, mate, because he had his boys waiting at the fucking waiting, chomping at the bit because he knew as soon as he got into office, he'd be giving them the backhanders, he'd be raising the price on it. And that was the they're, promise they're when they were lobbying. A man who has who literally they're prosecuting a man, Trump, right now, over some bullshit shit with a prostitute. Yeah, I saw that. What about Bill Clinton? Like, do everyone remember what Bill Clinton went through? What about fucking the Epstein shit? Oh, bro. Don't even worry about that anymore. Are you kidding about Joe Biden's son? Dude, Joe Biden has gotten $40 billion, billion, billion dollars in his funneled through his shit, bro. Funneled. Yeah, man. You can only see on the release of the Twitter files, and we won't go too much deeper, Dave, because I know it's a bodyboarding podcast. And we've had a you know, really good rant. I really appreciate you opening up like this. But, man, when you look back on the Twitter files and you look back what's been said in those 
courts and the suppression of legitimate information on a, on a wide spectrum of topics in the political sphere. It's fucking disgusting and it's downright wrong and people should be held accountable. All these fucking media experts, all these people propagandizing news that they know is false in the media and then having no retribution placed on top of their shoulders, it's a fucking disgrace, mate. And it's actually making the world a way worse place no, and continually dividing people. But it's it's literally like if you think about it, bro, I finally got in tune with Game of Thrones. Yeah. This yep. shit is Game of Thrones, bro. On a, you know what? On a macro yeah. level. For sure. And I think it's been like Game of Thrones since the beginning of time, but yeah. we had have not had the internet to realize that it has been this way for so long. Yeah, it's it's when you actually think about how sad it is when you actually think about so my daughter was executed in a movie theater. She's executed. She what, what, what do you mean? Movie. What do you mean executed though, man? Like, how did they physically do it in public? No, she went to a movie one night and a crazy person shot her in the back of the head. Jesus, just sitting behind her. Yeah, and her boyfriend. He was a bodyboarder from the wedge. Dead. What was his name? His name was Anthony. They, they got executed the same night. He lived two more days than she did. And that is insane to hear. Yeah, I don't want to go. I mean, I'm sure this is all going on the podcast. We're just chatting up. But uh, yeah, dude, she was executed, bro. She was fucking executed. And you know what he's you know he's trying to get away with her now. He wants to go what? to a padded cell and not do any time, real hard time. Well, I can't. I can't get. I. I don't go to the. I don't. Luke. I don't go to the court hearings because I'll fucking kill him. Yeah, I don't. My mind, my representatives, my my daughter's best friend, and then my attorneys and shit. They show up, and he's right in front of me. I'll fucking kill him, bro. So it's like, I would too, man. No, I I already tried. I made the news, local news, all over the place because I. I had like six of my big homies, like, and they just ripped my neck off. I'm like, no, because they told me, they said, do you want me to let you kill him or do you want me to prevent you from going to jail? You know? So the moment yeah. if I show up at court, you know, they, you know, they bring on the, the extra people to fucking not let me do it, you know? But, um, yeah, man, that's how broken the system is, dude. He's going back again, like, he should already be killed. He he killed my daughter, bro. Ah, oh, dude, I I totally totally understand, and I, I I mean I don't understand per se from your emotions because I haven't been through such a horrendous thing. But from what you're saying to me, I, it's just so unjust how these things work out. And you know, as as you said, you've kind of had a time of awakening, as have I over the last couple of years, and realizing the that the world broken, bro. Like if you think yeah. about it, all this is broken. Like all agreed. Like, you know the system's broken, the the financial shit's broken, and I just don't. You know, you know, you might. I believe personally that we are in the end of the world. I don't believe that it's going to be something that's triggered like by a nuclear bomb. I believe that it's going to be chipping away at people's values and just chipping away at just chipping. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. You know, I think this it's something that's going to happen, you know. 
I, I think it's been a long game for a while. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, Imagine this shit in the yeah. podcast. They'll be like, holy shit, these guys are talking about the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's 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 good to have any sort of fucking convos, bro. And, and I just wanted to um, – say man I, I really appreciate your time coming on the on, on the potty and opening up and just speaking truthfully about it all dave you know like you you're one of the good guys in the sports man and and you know from all the time you, you put in behind the scenes and all the passion you're exuding towards the sport trying to get it all back grassroots i can't um extend enough thank yous and and gratitude yeah, out towards really you like, so. we're really trying to like going back to bodyboarding besides the end of the world shit we're we're really trying to make bodyboarding, like California bodyboarding, at least, like something where kids when they when they entry level it, like oh shit, that's California, like that's not some far off cross legged Mitch Rollins shit that I can't do, you know. <laughs> this is yeah. It's California, bro. Oh shit, that's a uh, you know some spot in Laguna, or that's Creek, or that's whatever you know. And it's just like just highlighting and our boogie film. I'm telling you, the boogie film. You're gonna be stoked, bro. You're gonna be like, and the the edit that we clip into that Dom did, dude. It's so fire. It's like, when's it looking to be released? Um, we're just dude. We're getting it. <laughs> The uh, the film credits are going to be like sixty nine thousand guys, bro. Like, oh, this guy filmed this. this. So we're just trying to we're we're still collecting clips. And Ian uh, Evans' twin brother, shout him out. Um, he fucking shreds. Uh, he's going to Puerto Rico at Jared Houston's camp this weekend. I think it's this weekend uh, with Scotty. And uh, we're hoping to nail some clips there. And, yeah, we'll probably do, like, midsummer shit. It's going to be a banger, bro. It's already It already is a banger, bro. It's, like, all California footage. Besides Curtis's shit, Curtis goes bananas on some freaking uh, Vancouver. Dude, have you seen Curtis's helmet cam shit? No, I haven't, but there's that up in Vancouver Island off the west coast of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of his clips, bro? I haven't, no. Oh, they're gnar, bro. Guys are... Yeah. Yeah, so his his section's super... Like, yeah, we're we're working on it. Where I think we're going to go, like, probably a month from now. We'll release it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be a banger. Dude, we really look forward to it. And please reach out to um Riptide before you release it and let's let's get it up on the on the page. Sick. Fuck yeah, Dave. Well man, I just want to thank you again for coming on, bro. Really spitting some real stuff and, and in real time. And yeah, stoked to have you on. And I'm sure a lot of people will get um a real kick out of this potty. Yeah, I might I might get banned from some people, but yeah, bro. Thank you for no, being at least you're speaking the truth, man. You know, like that's it's gonna be it's <laughs> look. In this day and age, as we spoke about before, we won't go into too much. There's a lot of people just saying the right things at the right time to get by. Yeah, and get yeah, yeah. But for you to come out and say what you really think and what really matters at the time, you're putting your neck out there, but people are going to respect you for it massively. And, hey, not everyone's going to agree with you because, man, that's fucking human nature. No, but if we can... Dude, you're, you're literally hammering it on the, you're hammering it on the head, bro. 
So yeah, yeah. hey, we got a, another thing I wanted to hit on. Uh, fucking my boy Brian, he's gonna have something really sick with Evan and another movie. Uh, let's he's, we're have another we're gonna have another premiere. Uh, modern nostalgia. He's doing something pretty sick for Evan's memory, and so we'll, we'll send that shit over to you guys. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, let's get I'm, it going. Let's get it out there. I'm super stoked that you spent the time with me, bro. It's pretty amazing. Oh, bro, please. We're going to have to have another potty in, the, in in a year or so, and we'll see how everything's going over in the Cali scene, bro. But thank you again, Dave, and um, keep well, my bro. All right, bro. Love you, dude. See you, man. Love you, too. Cheers, man. Peace. It was all a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV. Deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bakery feeds.